You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi everyone, it's Connie and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Radio. Uh, as I say every week, I'm so excited to be here with you again. Um, you know, I'm going to have a, another really beautiful conversation um, with with an amazing guest today uh, that I can't wait to share with you guys. And uh, it's going to be really beautiful because, you know, I'm wanting to start to open up and expand the types of conversations that um, I'm having on this show. And uh, I feel like I am going to start to branch more into maybe things like health and wellness, things like business, you know, different different areas of our life, not just, um, you know, some of the conversations I've been having about our own personal practices or our own personal growth. Um, and so today is really beautiful because I'm going to be talking with Helen Thomas about intuitive wellness. And wellness is such a multifaceted topic, uh, concept, but I feel like it, it's really nice to start to bring in um, some new conversations to this space. So uh, we're going to be diving into that and it's going to be really soulful um, but really supportive. I know for many of you who are on the journey of wanting to nourish and care for yourself at a deeper level, you know, and, uh, and do that from um, a space of listening to yourself, uh, perhaps rather than a space of fear and force and control and, and the other ways that sometimes, um, you know, taking care of our health and our bodies can get a bit can get a bit caught up with those energies. So Helen Thomas uh, is from the beautiful um, site, The Little Sage. And if you haven't come across her work, I really recommend you go and check it out. She is a psychic and intuitive life coach and writer and founder of, as I said, The Little Sage. Helen lives intuitively and is particularly interested in intuition in business, motherhood and wellness. Through The Little Sage, she offers courses, sessions, events, meditations, oracle cards and journals designed to help you live more intuitively. Now, I recommend you jump over to some of her social media pages. You can join Like-Minded Souls on Facebook or follow Helen Living Intuitively on Instagram. And that's a beautiful space to go and connect with her because um, all of the work that she does has an incredible energy to it. And I think when you start to come around the social media platforms that people spread this type of message through, there's a very different energy <laughs> that comes through and it, it can make um, being on social media such a more soulful experience, you know. So um, any of these people that I interview on these shows, get amongst their Instagram and Facebook pages or Twitter or Pinterest, whatever it takes your fancy, um, because you'll, you'll come around a new community and a new conversation and it's really supportive. Okay, so I've got Helen on the line, so I'll bring her on and, and we can um, really open up this beautiful conversation today. Hi, Helen, how are you? Hello, Connie. I'm so well. How are you? Oh, really good. I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, I'm so excited too. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Um, I was just um, letting everyone know, you know, what we're going to be talking about today, about this positive intuitive I really feel it will be there is so much information out on the internet and just in general in the media about wellness about physical 
about how to nourish and support ourselves. And I feel it can be really overwhelming for people, particularly when we're trying to think about it a lot and understand it. And I feel like this conversation we're going to have will um, shine a bit of a different perspective on this, which I think will be really supportive for people. So, mm -hmm. so to get started, I would love for you to share this concept of taking a more intuitive approach to wellness, what that actually looks like or involves, what that kind of means. Sure. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. I, before I jumped on this call, Connie, I actually yeah. pulled from my Oracle cards, new perspective. Um, so mm -hmm. hopefully we will be getting a new perspective on wellness today. So look, for me, intuitive wellness really is about tapping into your own inner voice, to your truth, to your what I sometimes call little sage. Um, it already knows why you're here, what you're meant to be learning, what you're meant to be sharing with the world. And it also knows how to best support you to do that, whether that is physically, mentally, emotionally or spiritually. And so for me, wellness really is about balancing those four bodies or those four layers and being able to tune in, being able to listen to that inner voice um, that has a really different take on wellness. Um, it might tell you just to slow down. It might mm -hmm. tell you to rest. It might tell you to change your diet. It might tell you, who knows, uh, it could be anything. That to me is wellness, being able to really know what your physical, mental, emotional and spiritual bodies need. And what your body needs, Connie, will be so different from what my body needs, from what any of the listeners need as well. So when it comes to the overwhelm of the internet, um, <laughs> it's, it's so important to be able to filter all of that information, all of that advice through your own intuition. Um, and it is about turning inward. Yeah, I love what you're sharing there about it's like trusting the answers are there. You know, the, the support that you're seeking is being given to you from within you. And, and I also love that you're sharing this multi-faceted approach that it's not just about diet and nutrition, that, mm. you know, we can be eating the greatest diet in the world, but if we're not nourishing ourselves spiritually or emotionally, you know, things can still get really out of whack. So, this, yeah, did you want to share something there? Yeah, I was just going to say that actually I believe the physical body is just mirroring to you or highlighting for you what kind of nourishment or support or wellness you need in those deeper levels. And ultimately, I believe it is that spiritual level that we should be nurturing and nourishing and feeding um, so that we actually don't need to just treat it with band-aid solutions at the physical level. Oh, on the physical, and, and you're right, it can be a real band-aid solution. And it disregards, for example, the mind-body connection, the role that our thoughts play on our body, the role that mm -hmm. emotions can play. And as you're saying, spirituality, could you elaborate on that a bit more and kind of, because I feel like this is almost 
you know, we're missing the root cause of the problem here sometimes and we fixate purely on the physical. So what do you see mm. as the relation between that spiritual wellness and well-being and how it manifests in our physical body? Well, actually, I want to go one step further back um, mm. and really understand why we're even here to begin with. Now, I'm not going to be able to answer that <laughs> entirely on the call. It's a big question. Um, <laughs> that's so far beyond me. But to think about it does actually lend itself to um, deeper notions um, such as your soul's purpose and your soul's lesson and, and karma and the interplay of soulmates and different relationships. It's so much more than the physical external world that, you know, understandably we get so caught up in. Um, so I really feel like if we're able to understand more about individually who we are and why we're here, what our lessons are, what the challenges are that are going to come up in our lives, we can also then begin to anticipate how that's going to manifest in the external world for us and more specifically to your question, how it's going to come up in our physical body. So... Yeah, so kind of using the external world as the signpost in a way. Yeah, and, and look, one of the things I was hoping to talk about today is, is signposts and the way that the external world is constantly um, trying to get our attention to the root cause anyway. So yeah, absolutely, our physical body is one of the ways that that happens. Um, my belief is that every... Um, ailment or as Louise Hay calls it dis-ease in the body is actually your physical body's way of highlighting where your soul where your spirit is learning where it's growing where there's room for healing where there's room for forgiveness learning um, and if you go into that level if you do the deep spiritual work the physical body will actually begin to take care of itself. Um, and, you know, that, that may be, as I said, healing. It may be um, forgiveness. Um, it may also be looking at practices that go even further past life. You know, some of this stuff that we're carrying around in this lifetime is so much bigger than the day-to-day -day of this current life and so it really is for me about going in really deep yeah so, because, because we we're so surface with this and people can't understand why you know maybe they're eating the best diet but they still don't feel the mm. way or they can't get to the source of what's going on here and and i love that you you are taking it to this deeper level because this is, you know, for a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, my gosh, what? This is a totally new concept to me. But, you know, even starting <laughs> to open people's minds that there is so many other factors coming into play to what is happening in your physical body. Mm, absolutely. And and to throw yet another complexity onto this, <laughs> perhaps I'm actually going to make this more challenging than, <laughs> than, um, than opening it up to simplicity. But... You know, being able to flow with what the universe itself is teaching us as well. So as women, you know, being able to understand that 
our physical body has a monthly cycle and that within that cycle there are natural ebbs and flows and that if you tap into that and follow that intuitively your body is going to be able to handle life so much better you know the bigger scheme of things um, I'm, I'm certainly not an expert in astrology but I, I do take a keen interest in it um, it, at the time of recording this, it is Mercury retrograde. And personally, all hell is breaking loose on anything technical or communication or email-based for me. And it's it's a practice of what is this teaching me? Don't force it. Don't push it. Maybe this is an opportunity for my physical body, my mental body to rest, to restore. It's, it's not that constant striving or pushing um, if, if you tap into that bigger energy, to that bigger collective natural rhythm of life, then naturally your own wellness will improve. You know, and the word that's been coming to me you've been talking is listen, like listening. Mm. Um, and I feel like one of, that's one of the things we, a lot of people aren't, you know, very practicing is, is learning how to listen to your body. And for example, you know, um, as you were talking about with that, with women's monthly cycles, uh, so many women have issues with this going on in their body with things being out of whack or not working or pain or discomfort, mm-hmm. whatever is happening. Um, and, and so much of the initial, the action is, well, how can I fix that? Let me try to get something to make that go away. Versus, mm-hmm. as you're saying, tuning in and listening, what is your body communicating to you based on what is manifesting in your body what what's out of alignment here what you know are you manifesting pain and what is that pain a signpost of or is there is your cycle out of balance and where is that a reflection of where other things are out of balance it's kind of like our ability to uh, and I feel like this is like a natural feminine instinct that we're very disconnected Mm. from is the ability to really tune in and listen to every to look at the deeper message behind everything rather than taking it at surface value. I feel like that's kind of the essence of what we've just been chatting about. Absolutely, Connie. And unfortunately, it's hard. <laughs> it's challenging because because it means, oh, I have to like change. I have to accept that I'm... Um, that that there's something here for me to explore. And it's not that you're broken. It's not that you need to fix something. It's about recognizing an opportunity to surrender, to learn and to grow. And, you know, when when you start to go deep with this, you know, when you go deep within and, and really begin looking at your lessons and, and if you do get to the point of looking at past lives and, and you know, <laughs> going quite far back, it is um, confronting when you, when you begin to learn these things about yourself. And so I completely understand why, um, and, and I used to do this myself, why it's easier to go for the quick fix. And I guess to that point too, Connie, as you were speaking before, um, let's just use the example of the monthly female cycle. Um, once you've got to a point, or perhaps it's always been the way for some people, that you experience really intense physical pain or um, you know that, that the challenges are so great, absolutely, to be able to um, deal with that in the immediate sense 
is helpful. So being able to work with physical doctors or being able to um, alleviate, you know, the discomfort in the present moment, mm. I'm not discouraging people from doing that by any means. But as a long-term solution, it doesn't work. Um, mm. And and being able to being able to do what you need to do in this present moment in order to allow yourself to go deeper, I guess. Um, and, yeah, then buckle up and get ready for the ride because you're going to learn a heck of a lot about yourself in the, in the process. Yeah, and, and you're right, it is confronting. And but, but I feel like this is the shift of perspective that I feel like a lot of us need to take in our life is to remember that life is this incredible learning opportunity, that it is about our evolution. It's not just about all the external stuff and the getting and the striving and the becoming of something. When we can even click onto the path where we see that life in everything that's manifesting is an opportunity for our own our own growth, our own learning, our own evolution and coming into a deeper sense of connection with our truth, then you, you almost start to open up to this stuff a little bit more like, okay, it's going to be scary, it's going to be confronting, but this is now the path I want to take. I want to learn how to see life a bit differently and actually um, grow from these challenging experiences rather than just suppressing them as an inconvenience and trying to move on. Um, when when mm. I first read Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, and the section mm. in the back, if anyone hasn't read it, you have to get it, but the section in mm. the back where it tells you all the mind-body connections, and at that particular point I was manifesting so much illness and it was so confronting to read what thought patterns were creating that illness. And I thought, mm. oh, my gosh, like I, I must loathe myself in order to be manifesting this. And it was quite overwhelming. But, but wow, that's where empowerment comes with your wellness because you're like, okay, well, I can see what's causing this now and now I have the ability to do something about it. That's right. And it is about taking responsibility. And it's also, you know, understanding that life really does work quite differently from what perhaps the society that we live in is wanting us to, to believe. Uh, and if you can take that responsibility, sure, there may be some initial discomfort as you realize, as you say, oh, right, I've contributed to this, or where yeah. is the opportunity here for me to heal? How can I perhaps fall in love with myself? How can I learn to accept myself or accept others or the situation or whatever the ailment is teaching you? Um, and once you're through that process, and, and I'd also say to this point, there are plenty of practitioners um, available to help people through that process. Uh, I... I kind of ended up doing it on my own um, and I've come out the other side and now found everyone. <laughs> um, but, but people don't have to do that alone. Um, and there is support and there is guidance for people to do that. But on the other side, what happens is your balance shifts. Once you then have your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual bodies back in alignment, your interaction with the outer world changes. And ironically, the goals, the um, tangible physical life that you may be wanting to draw into you becomes so much easier. 
So rather than striving, rather than, than achieving or, or um, chasing down some sort of goal, if you go inward and you do the hard work, that stuff turns up. And suddenly it's so much easier to fill your life not only with wellness but with an external world that matches what's going on internally. And so to the same point, you know, we, we said before about the physical world can be signposts. If you're not living a life that you love, if the external world keeps throwing to you um, difficult relationships, hard, you know, working environments, your finances are falling apart, as well as your physical body, you know, that we've, we've spoken about, they too are prompts for you to go within and work out where am I out of alignment? Where do I need to forgive? Where do I need to learn? Where do I need to heal? Um, because the universe is, is a playground for your soul to keep rubbing up against what it needs to grow and learn. And mm. so if the outcome is not working, thank it. Thank you for making my life so difficult right now because you've shown me what I have to do and you go within you learn you heal you grow you do the stuff you do the work and you come out the other side and that difficulty disappeared yeah. but I think that we're taught to soldier through to to keep you know very masculine energy of you can make it happen and overcome the obstacles and don't take no for an answer and there is merit and context to those messages but as a ongoing uh, driver or an ongoing mantra for life is mm. going to come up against a lot of resistance mm. and resistance means go within yeah so so and you mentioned the word surrender a little while back which which jumped out mm. in my mind because there is the need to let go a little in that because and I can relate to this this energy you're talking about which is just keep pushing on, keep striving, keep going, you know, and let's, we're just going to fix this and we're going to push past the adversity and, and, and yeah. because, because we're so outwardly focused. Um, and there is, a, there is a vulnerability that comes from when you, you say, I'm not, I'm not going to try to fix this anymore. I'm just going to stop and let it be and accept that this is unfolding, that there's a little bit of chaos that I see around me well let me go and see where is the inner chaos right where is yeah. what's going on in here um and going back to what we mentioned earlier about even that ability to listen to tune into our inner wisdom and our intuition um mm. where where do you support people to begin with that you know because I see I work with you know clients and one of you know often where we have to start in our sessions is even just bringing back, back people back into connection with themselves back into their body back into that listening space where do you recommend people begin with that if they they know they're incredibly outwardly focused um mm. what's what would be some starting points for people to begin that process um, I guess it depends where you're starting from. If you're already starting in the middle of a crisis, uh, it can be challenging. So I guess if you're listening to this chat today and actually your life is feeling pretty good, take it as an opportunity to um, start small when things are good. 
if you're listening to this when life has become quite chaotic and you're realizing, oh wow, I really am out of alignment, don't punish yourself. But again, start small. So, and this is the personal practice that I took. Um, I started when my life felt pretty chaotic and there was a lot of resistance and a lot of challenge. So I just had to start on small things. You know, choose one thing every day that you can turn inward to make your decision. So it might be, um, do I want to get out of bed today? Mm. And listen to what your body's telling you. So you haven't even started your day yet and you can make your first decision intuitively. Um, so do I want to get out of bed? Tune into your body. Are you rested? Are you able to, to cope? Listen to what your mental body starts to tell you and I'm sure it's going to jump in with, oh my God, I've got such a big to-do list and the world's going to stop if I don't turn up to work today or I've got people depending on me. But you know what? If you don't have the best of you to offer, there really isn't much point in turning up. Mm. So start small. Uh, it might be um, at a different point throughout your day. Do I really want to eat this? Do I really want to even wear this? You know, it does, does this piece of clothing make me feel good? Do I feel like I'm in my truth when I'm wearing this? Um, so start really small. Um, I'd also recommend to people to keep some type of journal or written record because you will start to see patterns emerging um, and you can also start to recognize what the triggers or the signposts are. And so if you keep coming up against the same difficulty or the same resistance, then it will start to become quite obvious when you've, when you've been recording. Um, you know, I, I feel like what I'm about to say is what everyone says, and that is to mm. meditate. Um, it is a great way of being able to learn the art of quietening the noise, the stimulus, the external world um, in order to go within. But I also add to that, choose something that works for you. So yes, there's a formal practice of meditation, whether it's a guided meditation, whether it's taking a meditation course or a class. But there are other ways to get out of the noise um, and be able to listen to what turns up. So it might be going and painting for an afternoon. It might be sitting in a park. It might be playing with your pet. Um, but I guess ultimately all of this comes down to slowing down, doesn't it? Um, yes, and I, I love the way every time you say something, I was just thinking the exact same thing, that this <laughs> requires us to be slow enough and present enough to actually hear exactly what you're saying because very often mm. we just run life on autopilot and it's almost unconscious. Um, and it's yeah, just, very not, much so. Yeah, so, so that really is even just that beginning point of, can I slow down enough and be here enough that I can actually have that practice that you've been talking about? Mm. And I think the challenge is that if you've already got a very busy and full life, you know, people may be listening to this and thinking, oh my goodness, how do I find time to slow down? Um, and it's not about 
finding time or making time or stealing time. It's about using your routine differently. You know, we spoke about rhythms before. Uh, I must admit that I used to think that the rhythm of my life was rest when I'm asleep and go, 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 go yeah. while I'm awake. And it really has shifted that within my day, there are natural peak points and troughs. And if you start to find where your day is trying to get you to slow down. Um, so for some people that might be the lunch break or it might be getting dressed of a morning. You know, imagine if you just change your morning routine and and just take the morning more slowly that the knock-on effect to your day will begin to um, filter across. So it's not about thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to change my entire life. It's yeah. about changing it in small doses start small and choose somewhere to start once you've you know leaned into that and and felt like wow I've made a difference to my morning or to my lunch break or to my commute or whatever it might be then maybe choose something else in your routine um, that just encourages you to slow down um, you know I've, I've kind of just gone off on another tangent here and I've forgotten <laughs> what we were talking about perhaps I'm getting too carried away and being busy um, but, I, but I think that another point here um, is that idea of monotasking you know um, you started the, the talk by um, mentioning social media and it is one of the surefire ways you know we're, we're usually you know maybe on our phones while we're waiting for our friend to turn up for, for our catch up and we've lost the art of being you know yeah. that 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 used to be an opportunity to sit still to observe um to be creatively inspired by you know people watching by listening to the conversation that's happening beside you by maybe using that as an opportunity to check in with yourself to allow maybe the busyness prior to your arrival, to sink and to settle. Because you know what? Your friend doesn't want that. Mm. You don't want to add to their chaos. You want to turn up as a safe space to be present for them. You know, mm. and it, it's it's like paying it forward. Um, so. Mm. Um, you've said so many incredible things in there, but I love what you're saying in terms of starting points for people because you're, you're mm. right. People read like, I've got to meditate and I've got to get to yoga class and I've got to have a morning routine and I've got to make time for my green smoothie and whatever all the things <laughs> you think. And that once again becomes this external, I've got to fit mm. into what the label of wellness looks like versus what wellness means to me, right? Which as you're saying might be simply, do I need more sleep today? Do I... Um, do I, you know, whatever that your your body is telling you in that moment, and and just from my personal experience, the way that I've begun to integrate this, because mm. I'm a I'm a I'm a very, you know, I'm an actiony person. I'm very in the doing energy a lot of the time, and and it has it's begun with me the minute I wake up, and I know you mentioned that it's like the minute you wake up. Because I used to have this default, like, unconscious reaction of reaching for my phone. I wake up at 5.30 a.m., reaching for my phone and checking my email. And I'm like, that is the most toxic way I could start my day. But it became this 
habit. I don't know, this unconscious habit. And, and I, I began by waking up and you're kind of in that fuzzy half asleep state. But once I got myself in my body, I remember I started just thinking, this is just my time to get into alignment with how I want to feel today, with who I want to be today. I don't need to do anything, but I'm just going to take mm-hmm. this moment before I get out of bed to just take some deep breaths and just stay in bed until I feel like I'm here, like I'm okay in myself, like I'm, I'm present and I'm focused. And my practice became not having to have a morning routine filled with doing, but just being attentive with myself in that morning time, whether I'm journaling or doing some yoga, but just just being really with it and, and, and as you said, that energy of being. And I think even things like when people are on the bus to work, which very often let's already get on the emails and see what we're stepping into in the office, you know. It could just mm. be that's my time to sit and stare out the window and just be a little bit and that in itself begins to drop you into a deeper sense of connection with yourself out of, out of your head and more into your body and into where you are in, in this moment. It's not ha- about having to set aside half an hour a day for meditation if that's not where you're at right now. That's it. And, and I think the important point, it kind of comes back to a point I made earlier that as souls, there are seven billion of us on this planet so there are seven billion different ways to do things which means that there's seven billion different ways to achieve wellness and so what wellness and you said this before what wellness looks like for me will be different from you and you know for for everybody else and if you begin that practice let's let's stick with that idea of just waking up in the morning and checking in as to where you where you are do i need more sleep do i want to get up and do yoga do i actually need to get up and paint or journal or whatever whatever it is what begins to happen and especially if you're journaling you'll notice this that it will change so just to put um an example on it let's say that for the next five days you wake up and do I want to get out of bed? And you hear this resounding, hell no, I need to stay in bed uh, another 10 minutes, another half hour. And so you give your body what it needs. This time next week, you might be asking yourself the same question, but begin to get a different answer. And then it may be, actually, I'm ready to get out of bed. I have enough energy. And this morning, I am going to make a green smoothie. Or this morning, I'm going to go for a walk. Or whatever it is that comes up for you. And and perhaps this also then suggests that what works today may not work tomorrow. And yeah. so, you know, assigning yourself to a particular um brand of wellness or what wellness looks like you know according to the latest fad according to the latest research or you know that that is all well and good but what does it look like for you today mm-hmm. and allow yourself to to know that it it might look different tomorrow because as your soul advances as it grows as it learns the lessons that it needs to be learning it's going to um Ascend is going to take you someplace else where what you need is 
deeper it will be more and so you know not everyone is going to want to wake up and meditate for an hour every morning and that's okay but if you start this process i have a sneaking suspicion that eventually Mm -hmm. you'll want to (laughs) um yeah yeah. you know what was just coming to me then was the 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 sense of trusting ourselves because people um feel that if they break their own rules which are the rules i've told myself i have to follow this brand of wellness as you've said what what this looks Mm. like if i just do what i feel i'm going to become a lazy slob like i'm just going to want to sit on the couch and eat chips and watch movies and and maybe for the first couple of weeks you will because that will be your rebellion against the rigidness you've imposed on yourself and and people feel Mm. guilty if if they're doing something like that but maybe in the interim like, I'm going to be completely honest, Helen. Yesterday, I didn't check a single email. I watched three episodes of Suits on the couch, and I, I had to do it. I, I physically could not Yay. work. There was something coming over me. And, um, and, I, and, and I was like, I'm not going to feel guilty for this. This is me taking some time out for me, um, which broke all the rules of what you're meant to do running a business, but that doesn't matter. Um, so I feel like it's our ability to trust that if we do listen, that if your body says, today you need a day off, for example, now today I feel so energized and so focused because I listened when my body said I need rest and then I listened when my body said it's time to work now. So I feel Mm -hmm. like it's trusting, as you said, that our body will always guide us to what's truly right for us but we can't hear that until we begin to maybe let go of some of our rules and actually follow what we feel in each moment. Yes, absolutely. And ironically, in being able to listen to what your body needs, you and you go deeper, like we mentioned before, it's part of the way that you're going to identify um, what those beliefs are or what the rules are that you're holding um, so mm. that you can actually you know, smash them wide apart. And in fact, you mentioned you can heal your life before. There are some great exercises in that book to help you identify what those um, rules are, the beliefs, or, you know, every time you say should, you know, it's an indicator of, well, hang on a second, I could go to work today rather than I should go to work today. Um, Mm. And look, I I guess there's an important point to be made here, Connie. You and I are in um, fortunate positions where we are our own bosses. So if we want to sit on the couch and watch three episodes, (laughs) it's probably a lot easier. But, But to that point, if you're employed by someone else, you have this thing called sick leave. You're allowed to use it. You know, or or to take your annual leave, or and, and this is where it comes back to, just start small. You know, I think as a nation, I I believe I don't know the exact figures, but I do believe that we're among the top um, uh, of countries that don't take their annual leave that actually overwork. Um, you know, imagine if you just started small, getting up to work. Let's say that you work a nine to five job. Actually, work nine to five. And then you've got time, you know, and and sometimes we cram that extra time with, you know, Facebook or um, doing or or achieving something else in that downtime because, as you say, we feel guilty. Um, 
to flip that around, you know, I, I touched on this before in in the scenario of meeting a, a friend for lunch. When you turn up for your friend, for your clients, for your boss, your colleague, your partner, children, what are you bringing? What are you offering them? Um, and, you know, feeling guilty perhaps, so to, to use your example yesterday, maybe you weren't able to turn up for your clients or you weren't able to get to your, your task or to-do list yesterday and, and the guilt was, oh, perhaps I'm not serving people. But had you actually pushed through that yesterday, what you would have served up, quite frankly, would not have been the true Connie. And we need, we need you. We need you in your entirety, in your fullness, in your wellness. Mm. No one's going to benefit from a half-hearted Connie. Mm. And I, I love that as well for anyone who's listening who, you know, these days lots of people run blogs or they're working full-time and studying or trying to set up businesses. We're in this space where we're wanting to serve. Or maybe you are actually working in a career where you're serving. Um, and and our, our mindset goes all about the other people. So service is incredibly beautiful, but if you're compromising your own wellness to try to provide someone else's wellness, you know, because how many of us who, for example, are in this blogging space are writing about health and serving others, but meanwhile we're stressed and, and overworked and exhausted. And, and I think understanding it's our energy that we're bringing, not just our action that is impacting the world and is impacting people. And when if we really want to serve others, what you're saying about filling ourselves up first and then overflowing to others rather than just taking everything from within us and putting it out. That's right. Well, um, you know, that's the only way we can make an impact. Mm. And, you know, it's risky to... You've shared something from your life. I'll share something from mine. Since the 20th of December I have been totally unproductive and I I had a bit of work on in January that I was committed to um, that was it I couldn't handle anything else so I wiped my calendar I haven't taken on board any other additional work I've turned down a lot of opportunities because I'm not a hundred percent. Today I feel like I'm probably back to 95% and I feel like I had enough to give in this call. Um, but it is so important, you know, if, and perhaps this is one of the signposts, you know, that we were talking about before, catch yourself what it is that you're telling people all the time that they need to do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's probably the very thing that you need to be doing yourself. And so yeah. I did. I, I've had to take some time away. I haven't been blogging very much and and maybe three posts in maybe the space of two months. And And they will come out at the time where I feel like I've got something to offer. Uh, yeah. And then... I too have probably sat on the couch watching TV or I've spent a lot of time in nature or I've been playing with my little girl um, because there are ways that I can feed myself up. And it is about being present. Where am I today? And at some point, and, and it's coming back. I know I'm coming back and I know that I'm about to um, be able to tackle a full schedule again. Mm. Um, but recognizing that it's okay if you're not there yet. And I I think it's really important, whether that is in a work sense, in you know, if you're blogging, because people will see it. 
Yeah. You know, there's so much talk about authenticity. If you're turning up half-hearted and you think that you're able to mask it, you're probably not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 people may not end up resonating with what you you're saying anyway. So for all the effort that you've exerted in writing that blog post or keeping your client appointment, you may have ended up missing the mark anyway. Mm. Um, right. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. It it just really is that that practice of listening and trusting ourselves enough that we will follow what we feel rather than what we think we should do or need to do or have to do, that we find that reconnection with ourselves to let to allow that to guide us no matter what shape or form that comes in. Um, and this mm. is, I feel like, you know what I love about these conversations, Helen, is I never know quite where they're going to go and this has just mm. been really incredible. Um, I feel like, it's been such a unique way to really look at this concept and I, I think there is so much value in here for people. So I just have to say thank you so much for your time. I can feel the space that you're in on this call and I can definitely feel that you're back in your zone because I can feel oh, it. Oh, I hope so. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, to wrap up, is there anything that you really felt to share that we haven't touched on as yet? Yes, Connie, there is. Look, I could actually talk about, well, I mean, this is this is my life's work, so I could talk about it forever. I know. Um, I know. But as, as you were just wrapping up, there was one last point that I wanted to make. Um, and it is about celebrating what you're already doing. I think that when it comes to wellness and, and if you are aware that your body maybe is not in its full um, capacity or, you know, if emotionally you're drained and you're rebuilding or however it's turning up for you, acknowledge that you are perfect just as you are. You don't need fixing. You don't need to be somebody else. You need to accept where you are today and know that it's okay. And hold faith, trust that by surrendering, by accepting and by loving who you are, tomorrow will be better. Mm. So true. Mm. Yeah, mm. it just drops the whole struggle around wellness, doesn't it? And it just it because if if where you are right now is perfect, it's then well you can take another step that will um, be supportive and even more self loving. But you're not doing it because there's anything wrong that needs to be fixed. It's just a form of self love. That's it. That's it. Oh, Connie, mm. we could talk all day about it, couldn't we? I know, I know. I've got to keep an eye on the time, but we could just... I know. Um, <laughs> oh, to wrap up, Helen, is there anything... I know you've been taking little breaks, but is there anything you want to share with people about anything that's coming up for you, anything you're working on, anything we can expect, or is it all just, um, you know, evolving moment by moment for you? Um, well, actually, having taken some time out does... Um, create space for me to be dreaming and planning and you know I'm I'm sitting here knocking my fingers together you know almost developing this um, 
this grin. I'm so excited about what the rest of this year is going to bring. And in fact, intuitive wellness has become um, a really big focal point for me. And I'm running a retreat in June in Bali that um, is taking the concept of Ayurveda, which balances mind, body and spirit. So we're going to an Ayurvedic retreat. um, And I'll be working with guests on exactly this topic you know through through psychic reading through reading people's energy and working out how people can can tap into this themselves so that's that's a big focus but certainly the blog's going to be talking about this a lot more this year too mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful well anyone who's um hasn't come across helen's blog please do pop over there and check it out i was saying helen before you came on that um, with these types of spaces that you go to, it's not just about the content; it's about the energy of the, the energy of the space that you're stepping into, mm-hmm. and even the conversations we have on social media. It's so it's so different, you know, when you come across people spreading this type of message. So I recommend, yeah, people go and check out what you do. But thank you so much for your time today. It's been incredible to speak to you. Thank you, Connie, and I love what you're doing and you are in integrity and you are coming from your heart and I'm so grateful to have come across you and to have shared this chat with you. Oh, thank you so much. I wish I could hug you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Virtual hug. (laughs) Virtual hug. Awesome. Thank you so much to everyone who's been listening today and I look forward to to chatting to you again next week. Thank you, Helen. Goodbye. Bye, Connie. Bye.